What's up, pro wrestling fans? Welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at his own kitchen table, Adam Tollefson. Nine. The winner of this match is Gunther. <laughs> yeah, nine. That was weird. Did you actually watch it? Um, I did, but I just watched that match, and I had like the sound down, and he does that like at the very end of the match, like they start announcing him as a winner. And I watched it off. Yeah, so I just I didn't catch that part. I shut it off. I'm like, ah, all right, they won, and the old uh, diamond mine uh, attacked the Imperium, and they went off the air. Yeah, uh, I had started to hear the rumblings on the old internet. That they had changed Walter's name to Gunther. Well, actually, the the buzz that I heard is, oh, they changed it to a you know a Nazi U-boat captain's name, which I guess there was a captain of a Nazi U-boat named Gunther Stark, and that's the name that WWE had trademarked. Yeah, and then I think that the shit kind of blew up, and then now they're just going straight Gunther, which they were probably going to get there anyways because of the way that they roll. But right, um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Adam's at his house. I'm at my house. Uh, your boy caught a case of the COVID. It's everywhere. Um, I'm two doing time champ. Two, two time, time champ. Yeah, almost a year to the date. Uh, I caught it. I caught it the uh, last week of January last year. Um, it was for the Packers NFC Championship game. I went over to my sister's, got it there. This time, um, I think the little one just brought it home from school because she got sent home on a Thursday with a, with a fever. She took a test. We didn't get the results until Friday evening, at which time I ran out and got some rapid tests. I tested negative. Um, so then me and Adam <laughs> plans as usual. We, uh, we headed down to <laughs> Chicago, took in a little GC dub. And, I mean, I had my mask on, I'd say, 95% of the time. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. So, uh, my wife had art once, once Jana had tested positive, my wife, she doesn't believe in those rapid tests. And, uh, I'm starting to kind of be on her side with that. Um, 70% I heard 70. Yeah. And that's just not good enough. No, it's not. (laughs) You know, that's just not good enough. Um, so she had already set us up for like lab tests, um, on Sunday. So we went and did that at like two o'clock. Sunday. I didn't get my result back until I think Tuesday, maybe Monday late night. I don't know. Um, I think it was Tuesday. And yeah, popped that positive. And then I was like, well, just for shits, I already, I still have three of these rapids. Let's do another one. And that fucker came back negative too. So yeah, you got to go with the lab stuff. I think you do. I don't know. Well, anyway, everybody's doing good. We're just, uh, you know, we're doing what we can to keep this podcast going. We're going to put one out every week. That's our goal. And as we sit down at the table, it is January 19th, 2022, and, oh, that was the wrong button. (laughs) I'm just all, I'm all over the place, Adam. This is, uh. See what happens on that there live. I know. I just, (laughs) 
<laughs> on this day in pro wrestling history. I'd say we'd fix it in post, but we're not going to fix it in post. I'm not worried nah. about it. All right. On this day in pro wrestling history, January 19th. We're going way back, Adam. I don't know how far we've gone back before. Um, how about 1880? Jeez. At the original Madison Square Garden in New York City, New York, William Muldoon defeats Theobod Bauer to become the first American Greco-Roman heavyweight champion. He would hold that title until his retirement at the end of 1891, 11 years later. Jesus. 1979, Ole Anderson and Ivan Koloff win their third NWA Georgia tag team title in Atlanta, Georgia, defeating Jack and Jerry Briscoe. They went on to open up a garage. Briscoe brothers. <laughs> yeah, dumb yeah. boys. <laughs> uh, 1984, Johnny Saint wins his third British World Lightweight title in Hastings, England, defeating Jackie Robinson. Who went on to play baseball? No. You say the baseball player? <laughs> yeah. He was the first. Well, he couldn't be the first black champion at that point. But all right, 1987. <laughs> Owen Hart defeats Makan Singh for the Stampede North American heavyweight title in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. Canadian cities are the best names. Medicine Hat? Medicine Hat. All I could right. go for one of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real Corona cure. Yeah. 1991, the WWF holds the third annual Royal Rumble pay-per-view in Miami, Florida. Uh, a couple notes. After months of abuse, Virgil turned on the million-dollar man, hitting him with the million-dollar belt. Uh, Jacques Rougeau debuted the Mountie character. Defeating nice. Coco Beware. Sergeant Slaughter defeated the Warrior for the WWF title after uh, Macho King came in and busted that scepter over the Warrior's head. And Hulk Hogan, entering number 24, won the Royal Rumble match. Um, Rick Martel oh, was the Iron Man that, that year, lasting 52 minutes. It was number five, too, right? Was he? No, I don't know. I just got five. So, <laughs> I mean, he had to be a pretty low number. You might be spot on there. I was gonna say uh, number five won it, but then you you, you said Hogan had twenty four or whatever. So yeah, Hogan. I guess number fourteen's a curse number. Never won it. You've done some digging. Never, it was a headline. It was I saw it, but it showed like I don't know. It showed like Jeff Hardy, and then it showed like. So maybe they're going with maybe your oh, demons? Know, ups and downs. Yeah, maybe demons. <laughs> <laughs> nah, also 1991. Jumbo Saruda wins his third All-Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown title, ending the second reign of Stan Hansen for the, for the heavyweight belt. High praise. 1992. The WWF would hold the fourth annual Royal Rumble pay-per-view at the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Uh, a couple notes from that show. Rowdy Roddy Piper defeated the Mountie to win the Intercontinental title. I believe that's Piper's only singles title in the WWE is that one run with the IC belt. I think you're right. Loses it to Bret Hart at WrestleMania 8. Um, yeah. What else happened? Oh, Ric Flair, entrant number three. He won the Royal Rumble, last eliminating Sid. Remember... Uh, 
Sid eliminates Hogan. Hogan's all butthurt. He kind of pulls. He kind of tugs at Sid, and Flair yeah, just takes the opportunity. Kinda, yeah, kind of grabs him and pulls him out. Yeah, so Ric Flair last eliminates Sid to win the Royal Rumble and win the vacated WWF Heavyweight Championship. That title was vacated after the fuckery from the Undertaker-Hogan match at this Tuesday in Texas. Probably um, my favorite Rumble match. So fun. Yeah, it's a good you know, I've been watching a lot of early 90s Rumbles the last week or so. Um, and those ones are, those. I don't know if it's just because of I can place myself there as a child watching those or, yeah. or what, but they're just so fucking good. Remember, like, 93, Bob Backlund makes his return. He goes, like, almost an hour. Um, oh, really? I don't remember that. <clears throat> yeah, dude. He goes forever. Um, you know, 94, you got that awesome finish. with. It's just like you think the Rumble's been around forever, but 88's the first one. So 93, right. 94, they're, they're only five, six years into it. Uh, you hadn't seen all these unique finishes. Now it's like you, you've, you've seen everything, I feel. Yeah, they're running out of stuff for Kofi, that's for sure. Totally. <laughs> uh, 1997, a lot of Royal Rumble talk. WWF holds the ninth annual Royal Rumble pay-per-view. That's at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. We just watched this not that long ago. Vader pinned the Undertaker clean after a Vader bomb. HBK defeated Psycho Sid to win the WWF Championship for a second time. And Stone Cold Steve Austin, who entered at number five, won the Royal Rumble. Last eliminating Bret Hart. Uh, there was some controversy. You remember there was uh, it was Mankind and Terry Funk got tossed over and they kept brawling. And that brought all the officials to that side of the ring. Bret Hart chucks Austin over, but nobody's there to see it. Austin slides back in and then proceeds to cleared house. (laughs) Yeah, I think so, too. A win's a win, dude. Right. 2003. Can you guess what this is going to (laughs) be? The WWF holds the the 15th annual Royal Rumble pay-per-view event at the Fleet Center in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, This is the first Royal Rumble since the brand extension. Uh, A couple notes from this one. Kurt Angle defeated Chris Benoit to retain the WWE Championship. And Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble, last eliminating The Undertaker. Um, Brock, you know, he ent- he he comes into the company in like April of 02, and we're only like nine months into his, into his career, if you will. And the man has already won King of the Ring. He's already won the yeah. Royal Rumble. He's already won the WWE Championship. It's just... It's crazy how fast track and good on him. I mean, the guy, if anybody's deserved it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's Brock. I mean, you, you don't know how long that star is going to burn. So like you got to get it while you can, yeah, I guess. Get, get, yep. Yeah. And then we get to see him at this uh, next Royal Rumble defending uh, his belt. I'm super pumped about that. That's crazy. Big Me fight. I, I thought you were going to say it was the rumble where, um, is it Batista and Cena? Oh, like screw up! And McMahon comes out and tears his blows quads. both quads. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a fuck up. Uh, you know, that was a Batista Cena go over the ropes at the same time, almost yes. like that '94 finish. But it was not supposed to happen that way. So McMahon was right. all pissed. 
I, you know, I often wonder what happens if the guy that's supposed to win it gets thrown out. Uh, I guess we know Vince McMahon's going to storm that ring. True, and uh, it's not it's not going to be good. Two thousand seven, a couple more here. Former WWE, WCW, and ECW wrestler Scott Bam Bam Bigelow was found dead in his Hudson, Florida home. The cause of death was not known at the time, but nearly two months later, it was reported that the autopsy showed high levels of cocaine and an anti-anxiety medication in his system. Uh, so, yeah, he was only, I think, 45 uh, when he such passed. a great big man. Fuck, yeah, one of the best. Yeah. Um, one of the more underrated things, and I didn't see it, I definitely didn't see it at the time, um, but when the network comes when the network first comes around, one of the very first things I was like, oh, dude, all this old ECW stuff you can watch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they had the library. And he had, that, he had that stable called the Triple Threat. It was him, Shane Douglas, and Chris Candido. And that what? is some of the fucking best stuff. And I would have never, I would have never watched it had we not gotten the network. I don't know. Once, once that whole oyster opens up and you can just watch whatever you want. It was like, Oh, I'm going one night stand or like all these, all these ECW yeah. shows that I never got to watch as a kid. Yeah, I did the same. And I really enjoyed that, 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 that big little run in, in ECW was really fucking good. 2007, same day, the major brothers, Brian and Brett majors, uh, also known as Cardona and Myers defeated William Regal and Dave Taylor and the Samoan Fight Club, which was Afa Jr. and Sonny Siaki, in McDonough, I don't know where that is, to win their second Deep South Wrestling Tag Team title. The title was vacated the previous day when the Gemini, who held the title since December 14th, were released along with several other WWE talent. Uh, last lost, one. Uh, the majors gain, huh? That's true. 2015, this is the last one. Uh, Sting made his Monday Night Raw debut at the A Arena in Dallas, Texas, which is weird because I thought Sting made his Monday Night Raw debut like the day after Survivor Series. Because didn't he come out on Survivor Series and help? It must have been he came out on Rumble. Um... I thought it was Survivor Series too. Yeah, but why would it but be? Did he go away for a minute? Maybe they just maybe he came out that one time and then it was like he was gone for like a month or something. Or no, maybe happened. maybe they played like months. I don't know. I can't keep track of it. Uh, birthdays. Yeah. What do you got? Our truth. It's gonna be a tough one. That man doesn't age, God. dude. There's pictures of him with Tupac. You I know. know. I know. <laughs> uh, let's go. The Pac died 15. 25 years ago, so. Jesus. <laughs> 26 years ago. 53. 50 on the nose. Oh, overshot. Um, Wardlow. Happy birthday, mm-hmm. Wardlow. I love Wardlow. Uh, let's go 28. 34. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it when you undershoot. Um, and then. Pat Patterson would have been celebrating a birthday today. How old would Pat Patterson have been? 75. 81. R.I.P. Pat Patter- Patrick Patterson. 
It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. All right. This is a pretty important Raw in the uh, Monday Night Wars. It's also one day removed from the 1998 Royal Rumble. Did you watch that, Adam? I did not. It was pretty, it was okay. Um, Some notes on that one. They continued the whole storyline of Austin being a marked man. Uh, Throughout the show, they kept having the heels basically are scouring the arena for Austin. Nobody ever seems to find him. Um, He he gets into the rumble pretty late, too. I think he's like a mid-20s participant, uh, but he does go on to win that win that sucker. Um, eliminates The Rock at the end of it to win it. So The Rock has a, has a match with Shamrock earlier in the evening, and pretty unique finish to this one because The Rock actually uses brass knuckles in the match. Ken Shamrock kicks out, um, but Rock somehow puts the puts the knucks in Shamrock's tights. Okay. And then like, <laughs> and then proceeds to tell like snitch on him. <laughs> and the ref like, the ref's like, let me see what's in your tights. And Shamrock like pulls up brass knuckles and then he gets DQ'd. It's pretty, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty unique finish. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Mick Foley entered that rumble three times. Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack all see Rumble time. Perfect. Um, Undertaker lost the casket match to HBK. And then that got me thinking, like, Undertaker seems to have horrible luck at at Royal Rumble. Like, WrestleMania is his game for sure. Uh, But this is the second casket match he's lost in a a four-year span. And it was almost exactly like that one in 94. Like, all the heels come down and fuck him up. And they get him in that casket. Kane comes down. They chop at it with an axe. They light the whole fucking thing on fire. Yeah, I saw the footage (laughs) of that. That looks pretty awesome. It was. It was a a sight to behold. That's for sure. A lot of fire. Oh, it was so... I was like, how much (laughs) gas are they putting on this thing? Like, you're inside an arena. You can't just... What what are you going to do if that whole thing just goes up? I don't know. It's nuts. <laughs> so this Monday Night Raw kicks off with a very jovial Paul Bearer waddling down to the ring. He's very proud of what he did the night before to The Undertaker. The whole Wait a minute. We're just going to gloss over Juanita McMahon? Yeah, that, yes, we are. <laughs> because I feel like they did it. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I believe that's Vince's mother. That's what I assumed as well. I, I was wondering if you had any insight on that, but yeah, it must have just been. I tried like, with like I, sh- and- I don't know. I spent about three minutes trying to look it up, and then I was just like, I don't know. There, I don't know. If, I believe it was spent- Vince's mother. Yeah, yeah. And if they only spent thirteen seconds on a you know quick little thing, oh, yeah. you, you shouldn't spend much more time on it either. Fuck no. Um. So yeah, we're glossing over that. Paul Bear comes down. Uh, he says this whole thing the past couple weeks was a setup. Uh, at the end of the promo, he says that Taker is gonna it will never return. But as soon as those words leave his mouth, Undertaker's music hits. Druids start rolling to the casket to the ring. Uh, the casket lid flings open. Kane's inside. Paul Bear is just happy as a clam as as that segment goes off the air. Yes. 
After that, we see DX backstage. Hunter cuts a promo on Owen Hart and then kind of pumps up HBK's victory over Undertaker. Sean feigns sadness over what happened to the dead man and even says that DX will bring back the Undertaker tonight. So that's a story throughout the whole show. They're they're looking for the Undertaker. Yep, they're going to find him. Match number one, the DOA versus Farouk, D'Lo, and Kama. Pretty decent six-man tag while it lasted. Uh, Habner had to DQ both teams when they all spilled into the ring and they just wouldn't stop brawling. Throws the match out. They, I can't, I still can't get over how the audience just loves the DOA. I know, like it's like every other RAW. Maybe they just go nuts for them. They, I don't, just crazy DOA chants. It's just weird. <laughs> uh, how about next? We get a Vic Venom vignette, bro. Oh yeah, that was weird. That was weird. <laughs> very, very strange. Match number two, Tom Brandy versus Mark Marrow. Uh, Mark's wearing, making Sable wear a robe that says property of marvelous Mark Marrow. Um, what a jerk. Tom Brandy's getting a bit of a push here, although all the chanting in the whole match is for Sable, not for either one of the dudes. Right. At a certain point, Sable gets a bouquet of flowers delivered to her, and that infuriates infuriates infuriates, there we go, Mark Merrow big time, uh, hits a low blow on the TKO for the win. That's like the two-piece. That's what he does. Yep, low blow, then he chucks the flowers at Brandy. <laughs> Poor guy. D- Sable goes back for the flowers. Like, she she wanted those flowers. Well, that's the only flowers she's going to be getting for a little bit. Probably. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, after that, we see DX investigating a hearse. That had pulled into the arena earlier. Uh, it's just full of chicks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they yeah. drag Hunter and HBK inside. Following that, <laughs> we see two limos pull up to the building. Uh, and Mike Tyson with his entourage have arrived. Match number three. It's the Quebecers versus Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. I did not expect to see this. No, I didn't either. I was like, oh, shit, the Quebecers. <laughs> I was like, Adam was just outside with PCO. <laughs> I watched this the next day, so I was like, Adam was out Saturday with PCO night. last night. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it, was very, it was very, very funny. It was so surreal to see that. Um, Terry Funk takes a beating in this one, um, and the match is kind of just a brawl from Jump Street, followed by several pile drivers. Um Mick slaps the mandible claw on the referee for no reason. Uh, and another ref comes down, calls for the bell. Quebecers get a DQ win over Mankind and Chainsaw Charlie. So, Or Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, I guess. You got anything else on that yeah, one? some good stuff in here. I, lo- I love the, the pile drivers. Um, I think Funk does a backdrop. He backdrops Pierre onto Cactus. Oh, no, sorry. Jacques does that. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. And then, uh, yeah, Cactus Jack grabs his bat at the end. (laughs) I love the Cactus Jack music. It's so good. Me too. We'll go down to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, anytime you want. After that break, we see DX. They're still on the hunt for The Undertaker. They attempt to ask (laughs) some of the minis that are backstage, but that goes nowhere (laughs) because they don't speak Spanish. And uh, Yeah. And uh, the minis don't speak English, so it's just a it's it's a communications barrier. What are you going to do? 
No help from the little luchadors. Nope. Uh, we uh, we also see Mike Tyson surrounded by all of the suits. Uh, but pretty much every official in the company, including Shane McMahon, they're all just kind of like bullshitting with him. Match number yep, four. Big wigs. Black Jack Bradshaw versus Jeff Jarrett for the NWA North American Championship. Jeff Jarrett's accompanied by Jim Cornette and the Rock and Roll Express. Crazy how we saw him on Saturday. Yeah. We saw Ricky Morton and PCO that were on this Raw. That's Slash why. Funk in this episode. He was not, but we did see him too. Um, there's so much fuckery in this one, including the finish of the match. Jeff Jarrett gets the win after Wyndham accidentally hits Bradshaw with a lariat. Uh, after the match, Barry Wyndham officially turns on Blackjack Bradshaw and joins the NWA uh, revival or whatever you're calling it. Good name for it. Before the war zone, they tease, tease that DX may have found the undertaker or he found him or he found them rather. So that's one of their, uh, their, their techniques. They always try to bait you in to keep you watching for that next segment. That's right. Then for the second time on the show, undertaker's music hits. He's descending from the rafters into the ring and the lights go out completely. And then we see a spotlight on the shadowy figure in the ring. The lights go up with a big bang, a pyro. And we see that it's HBK in undertaker garb. Break it down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so funny. Triple H and China head to the ring with a, uh, a Weber grill and they have hot dogs, marshmallows. They're wearing chef hats. China has the largest salami known to mankind. Like, I don't, where do you even buy something that big? The dick jokes, they're flying left and right. Hunter takes a shot uh, at Ric Flair during his promo. He also takes a shot at Owen Hart. And HBK yeah. sets his sights on Stone Cold Steve Austin because he knows Austin won the Rumble, so that, that's what we're on to. It's going to be WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that is Shawn Michaels' last match for four years. Oh, really? Yeah, he hurt his back um, in this match with The Undertaker. There was a backdrop where Michaels was supposed to go over the cast. I don't know if he was supposed to land on the casket or go completely over the casket. But what he was not supposed to do is land half on and half off the casket. And that's what happened. Ouch. It's like uh, your Adam Carolla tell a story about jumping off the roof into the pool, like the uh, country club or whatever. And he's like, yeah. you want to either land in the pool or just completely miss the pool. You don't want to land half in and half out of the pool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's kind of one of those situations. But yeah, so HBK is seriously hurt in this whole run, but he knows he's got to keep it together and drop that title to Austin at Mania. I'd be surprised if we see a lot of actual matches with Sean from, from here on out. Up until up then. Until gotcha. then yeah. uh, match number five. We're going to blow through these last couple matches quick, Adam. Los Bariquas versus the Headbangers, uh, Taka, and Owen Hart. Uh, so it's it's an, it's an eight-man tag. <clears throat> right. Honky Tonk Man's in on commentary. Owen wins it for his team with the sharpshooter. Nothing really Except to write home. Triple H's with. challenge afterwards. That's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. Sorry. Wrong promo. <laughs> Match number six. It's The Rock versus Ahmed Johnson. 
I cannot believe we're still seeing Ahmed Johnson on the show. I know, right? We wrote him off nine months ago. It's so that's weird. Right. Uh, the Rock <laughs> wins this one with the Rock Bottom. They don't call it that, but that's what it is. And he also gets some help in the form of a steel chair from Mark Henry to the back of Ahmed Johnson. Ken Shamrock runs in to make the save to stop the assault from the Nation of Domination. Last match on the card is going to be the Godwins versus the New Age Outlaws for the Tag Team Championship. Uh, New Age Outlaws come out dressed in overalls. They just do this gimmick where they just make a mockery of every team that they face, basically. Right, right. Uh, Godwins dominated much of this match. However, Billy Gunn hit Phineas with a loaded pig and picked up the win. (laughs) (laughs) It was a stuffed pig with a brick in it. (laughs) One, two, three. Um, Yeah, one, two, three. Finally, Vince McMahon's heading to the ring to bring out Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, It's not long after that that Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hits. He hits the ring. Um, this is one of those segments that's been, you know, we've we've all seen it a bunch, um, but I really thought it would be good to get the audio just from the, uh, just basically just Austin's bit of audio because it was just so pivotal in the whole Monday Night War thing. So, all right, Mr. Austin, why are you here? Because I'm sick and tired. I'm seeing Mike Tyson, he comes in, he's shaking everybody's hands, making friends with all the WWF superstars, and it's made me so damn sick I've been in the back throwing up. Yeah, me too. I ain't gonna shake your damn hand because I ain't out here to make friends with you. Mike, I need to shut up. I respect... I respect what you've done in the boxing world, but Jesus Christ, son, when you step in this ring, you're messing with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that's something you don't do. Yeah, you're on a different planet now. Let me make it short and sweet. What I'm telling you is I want a piece of Mike Tyson's ass. Whoa! Shut up. Don't say one word, Vince. I'll knock your damn lights out, too. I respect what you've done, Mike, but you're out here calling yourself the baddest man on the planet. Right now, you got your little beady eyes locked on the eyes of the world's toughest son of a bitch. I could beat you any day of the week, twice on Sunday. Do I think, I, do I think you could beat my ass? Hell no. Do I think I could beat your ass? Why, hell yeah! I don't know how good your hearing is, but if you don't understand what I'm saying, I always got a little bit of sign language, so here's to you. It has hit the fan. <laughs> oh, Tyson and Austin. Uh, JR is trying to go to that well one more time because the night before was the rumble when the, the stone cold, stone cold, stone cold. It was like iconic. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but no, that was 
that was fucking cool, and the crowd was hot. Um, everybody's rolling around on the ground. Like we said last week, there's money flying everywhere. Um, and then you get that awesome line from Vince played this so well. Like he looked so pissed that Austin was even coming out there. And then after that scrum, he's like, you ruined it. Damn it. You ruined it. It's like, this is so fucking good. He starts going after Austin. Yeah. It's, it's such a classic, uh, confrontation classic moment uh sign of the times anything fun i got hide your ears tyson is here i like that i saw that too it's on my list uh i got some crude ones (laughs) i had sable sit here with an arrow pointing down yeah well not too far from that guy because i saw that one first (laughs) and then i crossed it out when i saw this one it just said straight up Sable, sit on my face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another one I saw, this was really, this was good. It was, it just said WWF, but the Mm -hmm. W's were in Wu-Tang W's. Oh, I like that. I was like, I like that. Um, 90s crossover. Tyson Bites. Nice. I got uh, Mike Tyson, you can bite my ear for 30 million. Yes. Uh, stanky ass Billy. <laughs> and then out. you're out. Uh, Bischoff sucks at raw. <laughs> Some fun ones. Uh, there was a lot. Good stuff. Between last week and this week, there was so many freaking signs. Like I got to do the pause thing and like scour the arena and. Yeah, I'll have to go back sometimes and zoom in, and then, you know, somebody moves, and I'm like, oh, I didn't get all of it. I, know. I think that might have been a good one. <laughs> and it's like, no, it just said Chad 316. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. Okay, some figure news. Not much this week. There was a ton last week, so it always seems to be feast or famine. We never get, like, a steady flow. Yeah. Uh, the Chella Toys Blue Meanie Bone Crusher uh, went on sale on Tuesday. Did you see, like, the packaged artwork and stuff and... Yeah, it looks good. Looks amazing. Um, people were less than thrilled with the price point, though. They had it marked at forty four ninety nine plus shipping. Oh damn! So basically, you're at like a fifty bucks for a bone crusher. Which uh, I know Cardona and Myers were talking about, you know, because they just came out with this Bendy line that they had maybe mm-hmm. looked in. It sounded like they had maybe looked into doing <clears throat> figures like these, but they couldn't make it like financially feasible like they knew they were going to have to charge so much and at a certain point you know you don't know if people are going to pay it so they have a fan base which probably would pay for it but i don't know um but interestingly enough there was enough outlash for it that um just today if you go on the cello toys site it is 39.99 shipped Oh wow! So basic probably took ten bucks off when you figure in shipping, maybe even more. Right, right. You know, and a lot more people. A lot of people are way more comfortable paying paying forty shipped than forty five plus shipping. So, I like it when companies hear 
hear people and they're like, you know, there had to be a little bit more meat on the bone, obviously, or they wouldn't have been able to lower it, but right. Good on them for that. Um, ringside collectibles showed photos of the Darby Allen coffin drop exclusive. Did we talk about that last week or not? This is one of those gray areas. Okay. With the body bag and shit. That looks pretty awesome. Um, that's available to order now. Also up for order on ringside collectibles is elite 92. This has been a, you know, a pre-order item for a little while, but now you can get it. It's in stock. That's the one that is the burned fiend figure. Um, Rick Flair in the green tights with like the Dutch boy haircut, Scarlet Bordeaux, uh, Ray Mysterio, Adam Cole and Charlotte Flair. That's pretty much all of the figure news I have. Uh, new arrivals. You got anything? Uh, yeah, I got one. I got some brawlers on the way. Uh, but I did get an oldie. You know the brawlers are old, but they still come in the plastic bag before the cool uh, case they they come in now. But I got uh, one half of the world's cutest tag team. Candice LeRae. Yeah. I never had her. Somebody was selling it for a decent price. So Uh, I got like Five coming from pretty much major pod people. Do you? Yeah, I know. I had to. I had to break down and and buy a third uh, shelf for the brawlers because they're just I, I, they're too packed on the ones that I have, and I still have like I don't know ten of them sitting here that I haven't even cracked yet. <laughs> and they just yeah, like, I gotta get I gotta get a new shelf too. I'm about full on the second one. Yeah, they're really ramping up. Um, the production. Did you say Mortis? I don't know. I had to step away for a second. Nope, just Candace. Um, I well, I did you get Mortis? I got two Mortises. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I think I ordered our Mortises, and then you also ordered a Mortis. If I, I don't know this. You have to think back months ago in conversation to to yeah. get this, but these just showed up yesterday. Okay. So I was starting to think, fuck, man, I didn't get a mortise because you had gotten right. it like Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. So I also got a mortise. <laughs> so, yeah, you have a mortise. <laughs> I have an extra mortise. Phone's looking. Um, and then I got the Danhausen yes. uh, Midsummer, which I've never seen the movie. I haven't either. Maybe I should watch that. I have a little time on my hands. <laughs> um, apparently, there was a black and white chase. Oh, really? That uh, is fetching a couple hundred bones a piece online. We did not get one of those, Adam. Um, and then well, last... I chase you. Last, dude, I had a good... What, I get that Kevin Nash? Yeah. Which I gifted to you, right? Yeah. And then um, the very next crate, I got a Chase Owen Hart. That's right. And then I haven't had one since. It's been like a year. Still, that's pretty good. And then um, I'm trying to read at least one book a month for the the, the year. Okay. So like right now I'm I'm about two thirds of the way through Moxley's book. That'll be my January book, and I have plenty of books. I don't know why I keep buying them, but when they come up, they hold no value. So like people will be in the in the uh, flea market or whatever selling these things. It's a hardcover Rise and Fall of ECW. I got it for eight bucks shipped. So it's like, That's awesome. yeah. So I'll, I'll add that to the list. Um, I got that dusty autobiography. 
Um, I got Bret Hart's book. That thing's a tank. Um, oh, yeah. That is so thick, and the type is so small. So it's just, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be a it's going to be a tough putt for me, but I'm I'm sure that book is awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just start chipping away at it. That's funny that you brought that up. Uh JWA's senior official Getch lent me uh the 3 count probably like 6 months ago now. And I kind of forgot like I started it and then like I forgot about it. And yeah. uh I picked it up and then like I'm I don't know, 20 pages left or something, so I'm just finishing that up now. Uh that's the who wrote Referee, that? Jimmy Corderas? Um, yes. Okay, yes. yeah. I think I've read that. I think I checked it out good. from our local with... public library. Yeah, man. He's got some stories. He was the ref <clears throat> that uh, Owen almost fell on. Yes. He came up with the perfect plex. Oh, wow. The name for it. Yeah, it was a good book. It was a good read. So. That's awesome. Um, we drew our Royal Rumble numbers last week. Yes. And there was, what, a total of five of us, I think? I think so. Uh, and I've had two more people reach out, Adam. So two more people are going to get numbers right now. All right. Uh, one is our good and dear friend, Nick Sankey, who's going to be joining us. Uh, he's not going to be in with us at the Rumble. I think he's got good seats. Not that we don't have good seats, but I think he's on the floor. Um, but he's going to be making the drive to St. Louis. And then a fellow by the name of A.J. Bailing. I hope I'm saying that name correctly. Uh, okay, he, yeah, he so got I'm me at us through Facebook. So pick a color for, uh, let's go AJ first. Uh, green. Ooh, green. Here we go. Here comes the money. Here comes the money. AJ. Ooh, 28. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that was a good number for AJ. My favorite number. Um, You've. Have you had that number in the past? Is that how you got Rand Man, I think? I think I got, that's how I got the Viper. <laughs> it's usually somebody good, though, at least. Yeah. Uh, all right, pick a number for Sankey or a color. Let's go yellow, brother. All right, yellow ball for Sankey. Um, right in the middle. Just about 16. All right, number 16. Number 16 for Sank Dog. So that brings us up to seven participants, Adam. That's awesome. That's very awesome. Um, that's the last bit of stuff I have as far as news. Or I don't think I have anything. I don't think I have anything like, I, oh, yes, I do. Never mind. I forgot about something. I have some stuff coming. <laughs> Okay. I'm getting my uh, Royal Rumble attire all figured out. It's going to be awesome. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. The Wrestling Stew is where we can discuss anything that has hit our wrestling radar since last week. Television, podcast, Twitter, all ingredients are welcome in the Wrestling Stew. I, I've never seen that fellow yet. <laughs> oh, you got the thing properly applied that you couldn't uh, make his eyeballs bloodshot for maybe sometimes like five or six weeks or so with the red. Oh, it gets me every time I for. Yeah, I forget I put the, the stew, stew thing at the end. Oh, fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, man, there's a lot of stuff in the stew this week. Anything on your radar you want to touch on quickly or I mean, run down this list I got? 
You can just do your list. That's good. I'm sure I've I've caught most of it. All right. Um, did you catch Monday Night Raw this week? Yes. Okay. There was <laughs> there was a uh, I I told you last week I watched Raw. It took me a while to get through it, but I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. This week I'm watching it, and um, well, first of all, let's go back. Let's go back to last week because. The uh, Alpha Academy win the tag team titles. That's right. And did you know that Chad Gable and Otis are like BFFs in real life? I didn't until I saw some like picture of them when they were crazy young. Yeah. And they had like um, Chad Gable like wrote this letter to Otis and published it and said that, uh, him and Otis, I'll just read it. It says, Otis and I have been talking about a night like last night since we were training for the Olympics in Colorado Springs in 2011. So that's 11 wow. years ago. The Alpha Academy relationship is much more than a tag team. It's been a brotherhood for 10 plus years. After getting called up to Raw, I jokingly told Otis there was a house for sale up the street for me if he wanted to move in. Within days, he told me he put in an offer and would be living there in a few weeks. Since then, he's come over nearly every single day for us to leave puddles of sweat in my garage in some of the grittiest training sessions you could ever imagine, all with the goal of continually making progress in this profession and in life. I could not be happier or more proud of this man, my protege, my prized pupil, my number one guy, but most importantly, my friend, Otis. Oh, wow. Right? Well, now I'm I'm on there. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's amazing. I thought Otis was just like some meathead and the, and that's what they pl- you know. Yeah, that's what they that's what they made him seem like, you Sure. Know? But turns out the stakes and weights weights go way back. <laughs> they certainly do. And now I don't feel so bad about Tucky getting left behind. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't the guy anyway. He wasn't the fucking <laughs> guy anyways, dude. It was Gable all along. I just thought that was awesome. And then um they did this segment on Raw where they're they're doing like a graduation ceremony and like Riddle crashes the party. <laughs> and yes. uh well Randy crashes the party after that. And apparently next week on Raw, they're gonna be doing like an academic decathlon or something like that. And they zoom That'd in on fun. Otis's face and he's just got this oh shit look like I'm gonna blow <laughs> this. Um but the other thing that I thought was very funny that I took away from Raw. Um, Austin Theory, you told me that he's been having these vignettes or whatever backstage with Vince McMahon almost on a weekly basis. Yes. But I haven't really caught <laughs> I haven't really caught them. Um, okay. But like, I had to bite. So Finn Balor is going to return after about a month off, and he's wrestling Austin Theory, who uh, I think Austin lost. Yeah, Austin lost to Finn like a week ago and then beat the shit out of him backstage or whatever. Yes. Vince McMahon is addressing this, um, and this fucking audio, (laughs) I was like, this has to be played. Mr. McMahon, I know I lost, but after that match, I beat the holy hell out of Finn Balor. Nearly ended his career. I mean, come to think of it, it's it's almost like a half victory. No? There's no such thing as a half victory. So tonight, I want you to beat Finn. Yeah. And then beat him up. Yeah. That's what I'll do. And if you don't, I'm going to beat you up. <laughs> yeah, I'll have you dragged back to my office. I'll pull out an equalizer. Wow. I'll go to work on you. I'll break every small bone and big bone I possibly can. Then, 
I'm going for the face. What? Going for the head and the face. Yeah. By the time I finish, there'll be nothing but blood, snot, and broken teeth. Then I'm going to take my phone. I'm going to take a selfie. And then, I'm going to send it to your mom. He's a brilliant motivator. (laughs) I could not believe it when I heard that. I was like, whoa, he said that? I love when he's like, I'm going to pull out an equalizer. <laughs> like he, wants, yeah. he won't say what it is. <laughs> it's a yeah, weapon of some sort. on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then my favorite is he tops it off with, I'm going to send it to your mom. <laughs> yeah. He, um, and he actually looked the best he's ever looked in the vignettes for these. Like most weeks I'm like, dude, I don't know if it's the makeup or if he's just getting up there or what, but I'm like, all right, they, I don't know. There is some balance. So I'm like, he doesn't look that bad this week. But, I was watching so that because you have said that. And yeah. I was like paying attention. I was like, you know what? He doesn't look that bad right now. The guy's yeah. got to be shit. He's got to be mid eighties, right? Like, I don't <clears> know. I don't want to look. I don't want to look either. It's going to be like, he's going to be like Raja Ghoul or whatever. And he's just going to like go into yeah. a fucking, the pit or whatever at night. <laughs> and, uh, she's going to be with us forever, dude. I don't know. Um, Aaliyah debuted on SmackDown, defeated Natalia in 3.7 seconds. New record. And Adam was like, who's this Aaliyah chick? And, Again, going back to like the infancy of the WWE Network, one of the very first things that they put out that was original programming was a show called WWE Breaking Ground, and it was basically like, uh, it was probably like six or eight parts, and it was a backstage look at NXT, the process of, of uh, you'd, you'd see like Dusty doing promo class, you would see all this, all this other stuff, but she was one of the very newest recruits at that point, and this is a time where like, Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky are all kind of already headlining NXT shows. Um, and she's just like coming in. And I think her name was like Noof or something like that. Um, but you actually see her like, you actually see like William Regal get like sit her down and like give her her name. And then she like works on her character development, which started out as like a, almost like a princess Jasmine type thing or whatever. But she, she's literally the longest She's been in NXT longer than anybody else. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm not sure. Um, it definitely shows something, though. It definitely shows yeah. like you're willing to not give up on it. Yeah, um, there must be something there because otherwise they've been like, all right, this ain't working, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure that her head's probably been on the chopping block and she's like barely evaded it more than once. That's a oh, great yeah. story, too. Uh, Tyler Breeze. You know, he's fired from the company now, um, but he told a great story when he first came up with that gimmick of, like, the selfie stick and shit, mm-hmm. which uh, Austin Theory is pretty much stolen now. Um, <clears throat> but he, they basically told him, like, what you're doing is not working. You have one more shot to, to do something or you're fucking gone. And that's when he came up with the Prince Pretty gimmick and all that stuff. And oh, that, nice. That at least bought him some, some years, you know? Oh, Definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, it's kind of nice that she's, she's got back, she's got up there because NXT as we know it is, is, <laughs> it's just completely blown up. Yeah. Um, what's, uh, what's Adolph's wife's name? 
Ava Braun. Yeah. She'll probably be that by the end of the week with Gunther. <laughs> Gunther. That's all I got for Gunther. Um, <laughs> that was so weird. Why? I just, uh, never mind. I don't know if it's a rights thing or if it's. Uh, no, it's Vince wanting to put his touch on it. I'm sure. It's so what was wrong with Walter? Everybody, they they love Walter. They're chanting Walter. Oh, they can still chant Gunther. Ugh. <laughs> Nine. Nine. <laughs> Did you watch the Deathmatch Jake recommendation? Yes, our uh, good friend Mickey Knuckles. Yes, uh, it was from H2O's Massacre in Massachusetts on New Year's Day. Um, I had seen this Masha Slamovich just recently wrestle Atticus Kogar, so I was a little familiar with her. Oh, how was that? <clears throat> it was pretty good. It's, it yeah. was on one of those. So I'll go to IWTV often and just watch like the pop. It's just like scroll through what like either the newly uploaded or the popular. Yeah. And yep. that was one of the first things that popped up. I don't know, probably three weeks ago. Dude, she's an impact right now. Is she? Yeah. She's pretty good. Yeah, she's pretty good. She's pretty damn good. Mickey Knuckles scares me, man. She's Oh, me too. <laughs> she comes out and she's just a badass bitch. Uh, she's always got those battle axes. Yeah. I think she did two shots and chugged a beer before this match even started. Yes. <laughs> she did. <laughs> and then that venue that they're at, which, like, when the camera would be a certain way, it would remind me of where BCW used to run. Yeah. I don't know if they're still there or not, but then... I don't think so. But then they would turn the camera the opposite way, and I'm like, oh, I can see all these windows and shit. Like, this is nowhere near what, what that is. Uh, but they had this... This wood floor that was just so fucking unforgiving. And at one point, you know, those girls are brawling on the outside and Mickey goes for like a senton and Masha gets out of the way. And it's just like a sickening thud. Yeah, it's when... so loud. <laughs> just on the, just on and it's not wood. even like a high spot. You know what I mean? It, no. It's just like, it was just a part. Yeah, that was oh. like, it was like four minutes in or something. <laughs> fucking brutal, man. It was really I, fun though. I liked it. I, mean, I did I too. Mickey talking all their, you know, stuff and when they started out both kind of like sitting on the mat, I'm like, is this just gonna be a headbutt off or what? Oh, and that's right. they go a they couple just... and then they just start throwing hands. So I was I was okay with I'm that. Glad they got out of that yeah, they got out of the headbutt. <clears throat> but those even those first four were just nasty. Nasty looking headbutts. It was it was fun though. I liked that was a good recommendation. That was a good recommendation. For sure. I like Mickey Knuckles. Before we get into uh anything else, let's get his next recommendation, shall we? Yep. Hey guys, this is Pure Dad. Pure Dad. Thanks for tuning in to Door Side of the Ring podcast with Matt Marbury and Adam Tellison. And this is your match recommendation for the day. Hello everyone, we're back with another match recommendation. And this week we've got quite the banger as we're going to New Japan for New Japan Strong's Nemesis show. I think I believe it was January 9th and we've got Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kidd. This match is hard hitting, really reminds me of a 90s All Japan Strong style match crammed into like 14 minutes. So it's right up Matt and Adam's alley. So I can't wait to see what they have to say about this awesome match and check me out on Instagram at at PuroDad. Oh, Jake, you know me so well. I don't like, uh, not that I don't like a, you know, 45 minute match, but 
I don't. Part of me is just like I don't like being told to watch a forty-five minute match. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I feel like you're asking too much from me. But dude, Eddie Kingston um, is this? I heard he's on the shelf now with some injuries. I wonder if anything occurred in this match, or maybe it's just some nagging stuff that's compiled yeah, over we'll the see. the years or the weeks. But right. um, it sounds like I think they pulled Eddie Kingston from that GCW Hammerstein show. Yeah, they did. That sucks for him. That does um, suck. Speaking of GC Dub, we alluded to it earlier, but we were at the Chicago show, the Say You Will show. What uh, a night. That was so fun. Like they never disappoint. Those those shows oh. are always fun. Yeah. And I love how like I don't know. I always say like I don't ever want to be front row at a deathmatch show. And this one really wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. I thought it was gonna be way worse than what it was. Um but so so they'll do like four rows of seats, and I think we were third or fourth row. We sat in our seats hardly at all because I just like to mill about. Like, yeah, I like to walk over where they're coming out, and like, I don't know. You can see us in the speedball uh, Mike Bailey match a couple times. Yeah. So there's there's a um, to- Tony Deppen. Is it yes. speedball and Deppen? Oh, that was so fun. That dude, I I've speedball Mike Bailey is my guy now or something. That that guy's great. Um, yeah, if you guys want to go on YouTube, there's actually a cool GCW put out like a cool, like highlight package of it. I think it's them. It might be somebody else. I don't know. And then actually the, um, Marcus Crane tribute, uh, death match with, uh, that was only Jimmy on YouTube. Lloyd. Who was it? Jimmy Lloyd, spider, uh, Nate Webb and Alex Cologne. That's right. Spider, Nate Webb. Cause he was filling in for slack. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's, that's, uh, the whole match is on there for free. Fuck. Yeah. That was very yeah, fun. It was good. We saw we saw so much. We saw um, Allie Catch defeated uh, Kylie Ray. Yes, but <laughs> Kylie Ray flipping off the crowd. Yeah, people but are like, "Fuck you, Kylie," life. and she's like, "Fuck you too." And then she would, do, yeah, she would do like the smiley thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Allie, Allie gets the W there, and then she cuts an awesome promo. So like good that might've been the highlight of my, like, that's what stayed with me the most was Allie's yeah. promo. Um, you know, basically about like a year ago, I was hiding behind fucking whiskers because I didn't think I was good enough. You know, right. s- stop asking yourself what happens if this doesn't work out and start, you know, thinking, what if it does? I was like, that is just, f- I hope she wrote that herself because that was, me too. it was inspiring. Yeah, spot on. She's Good just like, stuff. what happens if it fucking does work out? What happens if you get to wrestle Ruby Soho at Hammerstein? Yeah. And she's like, and it's because of me. Right. So fucking cool. Jarrett said, fuck you. Here's a guitar over your head. My biggest regret of the night <clears throat> is not trying to track down Jeff Jarrett right after that happened and try to get that guitar off of him. Oh, yeah, dude. He probably knows that that... Like Matt Cardona been like, whoa, what are you doing with that guitar? You know what I mean? I like, mean, you like, know you know, you know, because he didn't leave through the curtain. He left through like the other side of the stock soccer stadium. So basically he like went through the bar and then through the other side of the bar. Right. If and after that, like cameras are off. Yeah, I, I, I do it. I feel like I could have pulled out a hundred bucks and got that guitar. You, you could have been back where like uh, Matt and Vince were from We Watch Wrestling. Yeah. Like, those bleachers just sitting there. Yeah. Like, hey, Jeff, what do you want for that guitar? <laughs> I would have been really nice about it and just been like, Mr. Oh, yeah. Jarrett, I'd love to take that guitar home, Mr. Jarrett. <laughs> Hanging on my wall. But no, that would have been really fucking cool to have that. Because 
Oh, I watched absolutely. it again, and he cracks her over with the head with that, and like busts the whole bottom out of it. But the frame of the guitar is still in like perfect shape. It is. It, it was is. so good. Um, so yeah, that's setting up the big match at Hammerstein with uh, it's Effie versus Jarrett. I had to um, assist uh, an Uber driver with finding uh, PCO. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> he, he had went in. Uh, there's just a running car sitting there, and the security guard was like, "Hey, uh, could you run in here? There, this guy's looking for a PCO, and then PCO's walking through the parking lot with his luggage with the two like, tiniest rolling luggage bags." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, me a, he gave me a picture with him. I'll take it. Yeah, he did. We got PCO out of there. Fuck yeah, we did. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I stayed inside the whole time. Um, got to see Ricky Morton fight Matt Cardona, dude, and get the win with a roll up. <clears throat> sure enough, did. But then he he got he uh, Chelsea Green took him out with a low blow, and didn't did Matt beat him up at all after that? Too, I think no? so. Yeah. Think oh so. man, they had to like carry carry Ricky Morton. On. Oh, Matt Cardona came out and started doing uh, saying you know the Rock and Roll Express. He's like, I'm the boy band Express, and then he then he cut a couple <laughs> new kids on the block lyrics about uh, I don't know. So he's like something about Robert's Robert's eyes go left and right. <laughs> it was yeah, so he funny. Boy band. It was great. I I had so much fun. Anytime. You can get to a GCW show. I would recommend it. I would too. Don't so think it's fun. all death matches. It's 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 a nice uh, <clears throat> hybrid of everything. Yeah, Briscoes we saw. Oh, Adam got a good Briscoe moment. Yeah, I met them and um, was doing the old picture autograph thing, and I told him about the time we were on the Jericho cruise, and Matt was on Jay Briscoe time, just because every time Matt would go seem to anywhere, go get a drink, or go to the buffet, or go to the restroom. Jay Briscoe would be there too, and Briscoe's got the crazy eyes. Oh. So he's like, it's freaking me out, man. I, I, anytime I go anywhere by myself, there's Jay Briscoe. And we got to the Bahamas after the, the cruise or the ship docked, and we're walking through the Bahamas. And at one point, I'm like, well, at least you don't have to worry about being on Jay Briscoe time yeah. in the Bahamas. And then, like, two minutes later, we're at a stoplight just walking through the city, and we look over. There's Jay Briscoe staring at Matt on a scooter and a moped <laughs> with his girl. Oh, it was <laughs> fucked up. And I'm sorry, but like, I feel like Mark Briscoe, I can hang with. Like, I'm not. Yeah. He he's scary in a in a different way. Jay yes. Briscoe, I think, would just bury me in my own backyard with my own shovel and like not even <laughs> care. Yeah. And tell your wife, I, I ain't seen him. Boy, yeah. I haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah. But I'm no, he's me. he's actually a very nice man, but he just looks like that. So there's we got a good picture. Um yeah, I was telling him that story and they both cracked up, so I was happy with that. Fucking awesome. Um Do you hear this business about Cody Rhodes not working with a contract right now for AE dub? Well, maybe he elaborates on that tonight, Matt. Oh, okay. Well, I would like to say something because do you want? Do you remember last week? We're like, why is there an interim champion? Like he just won that belt a week ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so battle of the belts is that following Saturday. Yeah, I guess Cody's been working without a deal. Is what he is what the the sheets are saying, Adam. 
Um, right. For and, agent. And apparently he had to like duck out for a medical reason. Okay. And I think they were, I think maybe they were worried that he, that he could be leaving with the title or something like that. And that's why they did went because he's, he's already back this week. Like why have an interim champion if he's just going to miss literally one show? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> well, you can tell me. I don't care. Um. Well, what? No, he, he gets into a lot of things. You're going to like the end of it. Like okay, the, good. The result. We're recording this a, a smidge later than we normally would. So Adam's caught a, at least the first hour of Dynamite, and I've yes, barely scratched yes. the surface of it. I did see <laughs> I did see Orange Cassidy put Britt Baker through a table. And then Adam Cole look at him and go, you son of a son bitch. Of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which was uh vulgarity on dynamite tonight. Kid. Oh my God. It starts off with Mox in the ring and everything gets quiet. And some guy boos and Mox goes, shut the fuck up or something like, he's like, fuck Dude, you buddy. Was- Get that guy out of here or something like that. Yeah. I actually thought it, whatever that guy was yelling from the crowd, I thought it was, it was so loud at first that I thought, Someone was like another wrestler was interrupting him off the bat. I'm like, oh wow, this is where they're going because it was loud. It dude. was so loud. Yeah. And then Mox just goes, "Hey, go fuck, <laughs> hey, go fuck yourself. Get that piece of shit out of here." Yeah. So the opening opening line on TV. This is at seven oh three. Hey, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Crazy dude. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. The last I the last couple things I have. Um, Rick Flair on his podcast said that he won his lawsuit with the WWE over the man trademark. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. He that's won? been going on. Yeah. Cause now they've changed her from the man to big time backs or big whatever. And like, backs, yeah, but he was, he was definitely full of shit. And with some of this, he's like the people that did that, they got to look at themselves and know that that was something that I built, you know, to hand down to my children. And I'm oh, like, Jesus. fuck you, Rick. Like, yeah, you, you've always been <laughs> such a big part of their life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My point. Um, but no, yeah. I get a couple of good nuggets out of that. It's sometimes tough sledding um, because I can't really stand that Mark Madden guy that hosts it. Yeah. I because he telling just, me that. He just licks Ric Flair's balls the entire time. And he's just like, yeah, but back then, you, you know, it was like after that, after that uh, one hour Broadway on Dynamite a couple weeks ago, he's like, mm-hmm. you, you'd be doing that, uh, you know, four or five times a week, wouldn't you, Nate? You know, like, God. <laughs> it just, it just nothing but stroking them all day long. It's just like, I get it. You're hosting a very successful podcast that, you know, Gets way more listeners than this one. I get it, but right. I don't know. Um, well, I'll never be the mad into your flare mat, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> could use a ball licking every once in a while. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're a good guy. The last thing I saw was Mustafa Ali apparently requests his release from WWE. I saw a meme of um, one side was Mustafa and the other side was Veer. Okay. And it said, <laughs> request to, you know, leave the WWE. And then it shows Veer. It says, request to debut. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's been coming to Raw for two months. 
a leap year now or something. You know, oh, did you see uh, Saudi Arabia is getting the elimination chamber this year? Uh, this year, I think it's like February next month. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That, so I've always like, not because I really have strong political beliefs or anything like that. Um, but I usually don't watch the Saudi shows, you know, they're on at a weird time. It just doesn't seem like something I'm going to go back and watch. I watched the very no, first totally. one bits and pieces of it. Yeah. I think I checked out, um, with Roman and Brock last time. Did that, you? That yeah. I didn't even see I that. And I heard that they're the hell in the cell, uh, edge and Seth was really good too. I heard I it was too, either. which that's another thing where like, I wasn't watching much raw at all. They went back just recently and, and kind of like went through that. And dude, that looked like it was some great stuff with Seth Rollins, like breaking into their house and shit. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. That, that, went old school that looked home. fantastic to me. Feet oh, I remember table, what it was. Taking like the kiddos drawings off the fridge and shit. Yeah. He's like eating an apple on the ottoman. He's just like, <laughs> ah, <laughs> um, I remember what it was. was it was the, uh, it had to have been the SmackDown, like the first SmackDown of the year or something, and they just did like a top ten moments thing. Oh, okay. And and that really got me caught up with a lot of stuff uh, because so I hadn't been were, watching the product. They were just there. It must have been the fall then. Yeah, for October, Roman Brock. Maybe, yeah, September. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're heading over there and and, and getting those checks, building up the company. Maybe to get ready for a sale. Who Maybe. Knows? It just seems like a lot pretty fast. I forget who they said it. Once a year, I thought. I think it was twice, but it okay. does seem like early, but I don't know. Um, Bischoff was was talking about how, you know, what's more profitable, WWE or, or AEW? He was asked that. He's like, it's not even a fucking question. He said that uh, he believes that WWE makes more money in one show in Saudi Arabia than AEW would make in an entire year. Isn't that crazy? And at the end of the day, that's what it's about if you're a publicly traded company. It's not about the product you're putting on the TV. No. It's about the dollars that are coming in. So, Yep, <clears throat> money, money, money. And you know what? We benefit. We're the fans. I watched some of that MLW Azteca that you were telling me about. There's mm-hmm. so much shit out there. Uh, that if you don't like it, don't watch it, but don't bitch yeah. about it. <laughs> Just yeah. don't. You don't have to get up at you know eight a.m. on a Wednesday to watch uh, the Elimination Chamber in Saudi. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's not at a. It's going to be at a wonky time, isn't it? Oh yeah, probably it'll be like eleven a.m. Damn. Okay. Maybe it'll be on a Monday. Ooh, that'll suit me just fine. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll have COVID for a third time. Hold <laughs> uh, down, Booker T. We don't need you to get the record. Three time. Three time. Okay. Let's wrap this son of a bitch up, Adam. What was your, like, what's your high spot of the week? What's your favorite thing you saw, heard, did, what? High spot of the week is going to be, got it written down here. I'll just Brody give my King <clears throat> debut. Yeah. And he did. I love, I, that was very fun. Did that, what is it? The running like pile driver thing, or I don't know the name of it. I don't either, but he showed up and kicked ass. Showed package up. Pile driver, I guess is kind of what it, but he like kind of runs right. running package pile driver. The house of black. Yes, uh, You love the house of black. 
You're a huge House of Black, Mark. That's right. Name <laughs> tag team that can beat him. Briscoes. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> don't tell Jay Briscoe I said that. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> All right. I think mine is probably that Alley Catch promo. Um, that, that whole EC or GCW show was so fucking fun. And like I said, I think that was like what I took back from it was just how, I don't know. That just encapsulated this whole like little company that could is doing Mm -hmm. big fucking things right now. And I'm along for the fucking ride. That's all I know. I'm looking for, we should watch that on Sunday. Yeah. Um, actually it's Saturday, the same time as the Packer game. Oh, no, my friend. It's Sunday night. It is? GCW yeah. Sunday night? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, we'll get together. Beats this Zoom shit. <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to wait and see if uh, I'm in the clear, but yeah. we'll go from there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Easy there, Scientologist. All right. <laughs> All right. Until next week, we thank you guys for uh, you know hanging with us through this one. It's a little different, you know, doing it on the Zoom thing. There's a little bit of lag, a little bit of delay, um, all that good stuff. But we would appreciate it greatly if you would follow us on all the social medias. We are at DorksideOTR. Um, and the biggest thing you can do is just share the episode. Um, you know, if you got a buddy that's into wrestling, let them know about it, man, because we would like to, uh, to grow this thing. And we'd like to have you here for the ride with us. We appreciate every one of you for listening, and we will see you here next week. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes.